Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about our favorite air fryer and pressure cooker recipes. Uh, but first, let's catch up. I haven't talked to you in what feels like forever, Nicole. I feel like we go through these times where we're recording back to back and then we have a lull. Yep. Like, there's been a lull. So what's been going on? Yeah. Well, there's probably been a lull because I haven't been around. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we've got to uh, adjust as, you know, stuff comes up on our calendars. And I guess uh, on my calendar, the week. I guess before leading into Thanksgiving, Mark and I got away to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. I've never been there before. Uh, and that's in the Caribbean. A lot of people have been like, where is that? I'm like, oh, okay. You don't know. Cool. Um, <laughs> but it's know. near like Jamaica and Turks and Caicos. And is that how you say it? Turks and Caicos? Anyway, do- down in, in that region. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, it was it was great. It was we did an adult only, all inclusive. We upgraded to a suite. It was, it was great. The food was like, eh. Um, yeah. We stayed at Excellence Punta Cana for anybody um, curious. And I did a blog post if you want to check it out on all kind of the restaurants and nightlife and all that kind of stuff there. And there's lots of pictures. We did an excursion one day. It was snorkeling, uh, and it was great. We got like a little rum drink and a coconut and the snorkeling, and then a lobster. We pulled the catamaran pulled up. It was a catamaran for. 125 people, I think it fit. COVID, six couples, or I'm sorry, three couples, six total people on this oh catamaran. Boy. Like it was very COVID friendly. I loved it. Um, yeah. It was really great. And then we got, oh, sorry, the catamaran pulled up to this uh, floating kitchen. It was like this kitchen boat thing. And they cooked us a seafood lunch. It was like six or seven mini lobster tails oh. uh, with some fish and shrimp. Oh my gosh. It was, it was probably the second best meal we had while we were there. We had a really great other meal. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then just because I have to, Gina, (laughs) we got back in town. So this is, I guess the college football season just wrapped up this past Saturday. We had friends over and we actually had like a day of watching football, which kicked off with Michigan versus Ohio state. What happened, Gina? Uh, I, I mean, I can't deny it. Michigan played really well. Yeah. I, they, you kicked our arses pretty much. I mean, there was no, there was no hope for us. Yeah. I feel like you're funny. So I did watch really the game, good. but I'm not a yeah. Michigan fan. I'm an Illinois I fan. Uh, I just sure. passionately despise Ohio state. And I will <laughs> say that was like the most graceful, like what down there. Good mm, job. Yeah. Good job. You yeah, guys no. are used to it. It's it's not I a can't. practice skill for you. Like me, I'm like, yep, we suck. Just another game, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we're we're refined losers, um, uh, Illinois, but we actually won. We kicked Northwestern's butt, and yeah. we're, we're kind of. I, I said in my blog post recently that I don't know about you, but it's like this is a good time of year because we are also basketball fans. You guys are too, a little bit, right? Not not so much. Not as honestly. much. Honestly, Nick is for sure. I don't. I don't get into it. It's helpful for me because football kind of rolls right into basketball, 
And then basketball rolls like right into spring, like spring break. And then it's like, okay, you can kind of start to get the summer vibes going. So I'm like, okay, we're through football. Now it's on to basketball. Uh, I know that's super lame, but you know, winter can just seem really long and you know, the the days are the darkness. It's here. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. What's, what's going on in CBUS? Yeah. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. Yeah. So once we got back, we landed at O'Hare the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And then we drove to Champaign, which is where University of Illinois is, did um, stay the night there, then drove to Bloomington, which is about an hour away, did Thanksgiving with Mark's family on sorry Thursday, drove back to Champaign, and then woke up Friday morning, drove to Chicago, which is just over two hours, did Thanksgiving with my family, and then drove back to Michigan late Friday night. And then, yeah, wow. watched eight hours of football on Saturday. So I lost like the entire day on Saturday, which was okay. It was good. Um, we had guests over and I was, they started talking about dinner plans. I'm like, um, okay, well, you're no longer guests. Like you're just, you're just here. So I'm going to go work out real quick. And then you guys figure out dinner. Like you can order pizza, do whatever. It was so funny. <laughs> we just made a whole day of it. And then it was, we like addressed our Christmas cards and everything that night. And we, it was like playing catch up. And then Sunday was, it was a hustle, like to get all the things done. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You guys were busy. We my were goodness. so busy. Yeah. And what did the kids do that whole time? Oh my goodness. The, the story just goes on and on. So they did okay. have school the Monday and Tuesday of Thanksgiving. And so my yeah. lovely, amazing in-laws were back and forth between Champagne, their home and here so that the kids could toggle school and vacation, seeing their aunt who was in. And it was, it was this whole orchestrated craziness. Um, wow. We're very grateful to my in-laws for making it happen so we could get away. Yes, we're very yeah. blessed in that way. What about you guys? Yeah. How was your holiday? <laughs> the holidays were good or the holiday was good. We had we were hosts for Thanksgiving this year. I think I mentioned that on this before. Mm-hmm. We haven't hosted in quite some time. So I was thinking back, I think the last time we actually hosted Thanksgiving, Cameron was maybe one and Paige was probably more like three which sounds, honestly, they're more difficult now because they're just, they're, they're easier. They're easier in some ways now, but also more difficult in some way because they, they need to be entertained. Like yeah. when they're one and three, you know, you can just play, you know, you can just like hold them in your lap and make them laugh. And now they need more, more, more stimulation, right? So, and we don't have any little kids in our family. So it was kind of up to them to keep themselves busy the whole day. And like none of my, None of my family members were really even paying any attention to the kids. So Nick and I were trying to, I was trying to, you know, host and be, you know, trying to kind of keep the conversation going. And Nick was, you know, how he is in the kitchen, being Nick in the kitchen, making all the food essentially. And it just, it's just got very, it was overwhelming. We had a good time, but we pretty much ended the day saying that we're not doing that again until either A, we get a bigger house or B, the kids are a little bit older because it just, it was just too much. It was too much. Uh, but, but it was still, you know, we still had a good time. Good time, great food. And I'll have to share the recipe for the turkey breast that, that Nick put together at the end of our, of the, of this episode. It was really, really tasty. Uh, other than that, uh, we did see the movie. I think I told you this after the, after the Michigan Ohio State <laughs> yeah. came, after we got our arses kicked, we went to see Encanto. A the new Disney movie and it is means enchanted I believe in Spanish and I'm sure you've probably seen it advertised but it's like the first I will tell you the first main Disney character who's that's a girl with curly hair there's oh. not been ever a curly hair now she's not a princess of course because why would a princess have curly hair uh, but <laughs> she <laughs> 
She is the main character. Of course, I guess there was one. What is that? The the one with the red curly hair. Oh, I can't think of what her name was. Um, I haven't even actually seen the movie. So I, now people are going to call me out because there is actually one other Disney princess who had curly hair and I can't think of her name. Her mom turned into a bear. Anyway, I can't remember what her name oh, was. But anyway. I need to brush and up. What was it? I need to brush up on my Disney I, princesses. On your Disney movies? Yeah. I, I can't think of what the movie was. But anyway, it was a really cute movie. And if anyone uh, has considered seeing it in the theaters, I would suggest that it's very vibrant. Lots of colors. I think a really good movie to see in the theater on the bigger screen because it just was honestly just beautiful. So well done. Um, so yeah. And I love to hear Cameron always has for preschool. He has, you know, weekend updates. And I said, are you going to tell them about the movie we saw? And he said, what was it called again? I said, Encanto. So he kept practicing <laughs> Encanto, Encanto. Aww. And it was the cutest thing. <laughs> anyway, that's about it. So let's, uh, before we begin, of course, a reminder about our sponsor. Uh, actually, no, a quick favor to ask. Since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us, and they really help us reach more people. So, of course, we'd appreciate it. And, you know, we have not had a, um, a review in quite a while. So we're due. I think we're due for a Christmas holiday review. So if you haven't written one, we'd really appreciate it. We're thankful for you. Be thankful for us. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But not really kidding. (laughs) So today's episode is sponsored by Terry Manrique of Working With Parents. If you struggle getting your kids to listen, don't we all? Or if you feel like you're losing control of your kids and trying to get it back, Terry from episode 113, is offering our listeners a 10% discount on any of her packages. And take it from me, if you're wondering if her services would help, they will. And if you don't live in Columbus, that's okay because Terry does long-distance virtual consults as well. Learn more about her services by listening to our episode 113, where I talk about um, basically our experience with our nanny 911, which is what I what I say about Terry because she'll come into our, your house for a few days if that's the package you choose. And that's what we did. And it was wonderful. So episode 113, if you're interested. So today we're talking about pressure cookers and uh, air fryers. Just to give you a little bit of a background before we kind of go into what we have, when we got them, and what our favorite recipes are, I did a little bit of research and learned some things. So pressure cookers are, if you're not aware, they cook food under extremely high pressure steam by employing either water or some type of a liquid base, like a broth, for example. I really think of it as the opposite of a slow cooker. Uh, Pressure cookers have been around for centuries, apparently, uh, because the ability to pressure cook was actually discovered back in 1679. But of course, they've become more mainstream now and more recently as they are a part of the ever-popular Instapot which is said to replace up to seven household appliances, among those being, of course, a pressure cooker. So then there's air fryers. Air fryers, on the other hand, have only been around since 2010. Although you could argue, of course, that the convection oven, has, which has been around for decades, uh, can do all the things that an air fryer does. It's just a lot larger, right? So according to Wikipedia, an air fryer is a small countertop convection oven designed to stimulate deep frying without submerging the food in oil. Uh, Basically, a fan circulates hot air at high speed, producing a crisp layer via browning reactions such as the (laughs) Mylard. (laughs) Here we go again. Yeah. Maylard slash Mylard reaction. 
<laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think we'll never, we'll never get that, that pronunciation right. It's Maillard or Mylard, but you get it. Um, so today we're going to dish with you about our favorite pressure cooker and air fryer meals and recipes, and of course, some pros and cons of each. So let's go ahead and start. Uh, Nicole, how long have you had an air fryer and a pressure cooker? Or do you, I assume you have both. And how long have you had them? <laughs> uh, well, not long, actually. So I had to look back in my Amazon. Um, so I have a du- I have a dual combo air fryer and Instant Pot. Oh. Which is an, I have the eight quart Instant Pot. So it has a separate lid and like basket attachment, which allows it to be both. Um, and the reason I did that was I think both of these trends, like pressure cooking, and I'm sorry if I interchangeably say instant pot, because that's just all the rage. I mean, Mm -hmm. Gina, when you and I were in school, like we had cooking labs, right. And Mm -hmm. we learned about pressure cooking and it was like, oh, that's something that people never do. Got it. Like that's what (laughs) I thought of it at least. Right. Yes. I, yes. The only reason I knew about it was because my mom had one. And I'll talk about that in a second. But, but yes, essentially you are right correct. up there as impractical, <laughs> impractical as mayonnaise making was like we had to make mayonnaise. I've, yeah. I've told a story because I was hung over in that in that food lab. But I was <laughs> so many things in food lab. I thought I'm never going to use this. And lo and behold, 20 years later, here comes pressure cooking, it, you know, flying onto the scene at just a crazy rate. But the the pressure cooker we used in that lab was probably what my mom had. And it was like the stovetop one where you actually had to kind of like lock the, yep. the lid in place and watch the little thing drop. And you, you actually had to think a little bit rather than just pushing a button. Yeah, we've simplified, which is really nice. Yes, I, so I did resist because I thought like a lot of things, it was going to be a phase and I wanted people to kind of sleuth it out for me. Plus, I even though I have a ton of storage space in my kitchen, and I know that I do, I still am limited on how much of that is available. Mm-hmm. So I resisted and resisted and resisted, and that's why I went with the combo. I think it's a good. What I went with is a good, and it is the instant pot brand. It's a good way to go if for small batch air frying. But I see what you do in your air fryer, and so I think if you want bigger batches, you should go with like a standalone air fryer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say because we have a countertop toaster oven with racks that kind of slide in and out like a traditional um, air fryer, I I just couldn't justify having another appliance on my countertops. So to answer your question of when, June of 2020 is when I purchased it. Oh, wow. That was really recent. Yeah. 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 A COVID purchase, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? And as as I say this, I realize that actually. So I've had my pressure cooker for about four years and it is actually, it's a pressure cooker, rice cooker, slow cooker combination. Also a yogurt maker, which who does that? What's the brand? Oh gosh. I I, I could not even tell you what the brand is. It's a well-known brand. I, but I can't, I can't tell you for sure. Cuisinart? Yeah, probably a Cuisinart. Yeah. I I can't even picture what it is though, but I want, it probably is a Cuisinart. I know. I probably should have looked that up before I came down, but it's one of those combinations. It's white. It's fairly large too. I wanted to get a large one because I like to make triple, you know, or you know, quadruple batches of things when I make them and then freeze them. That's just how I roll. Um, but the air fryer I just got last Christmas, so I've actually had it as I guess less than a year at this point. Um, so I've definitely had more, I think, more experience with the pressure cooker. But I'm, as you'll find out here, really, really enjoying the air fryer. 
So what made you buy each of those? And you kind of already said this a little bit, but what made you sort of pull the trigger? A little bit of FOMO, a little bit of like blog content, probably, if I'm being honest. I, I wasn't completely sold. I wanted to to see what it was all about. Cost-wise, it, it they're not crazy expensive, neither. I, I, well, I don't know what a standalone air fryer would cost, but the combo Instant Pot air fryer was not outrageously expensive. And it, it just kind of seemed like this trend that wasn't going away. Figured I was missing something. Let's give it a go. And again, I only really resisted because of storage space. I'm I'm all for kitchen gadgets and and all of that. Mm-hmm. How 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 large on the top is your air fryer? Like how many, for example, chicken nuggets would it hold? Uh, that's how I'm, that's what I'm going to use as the, as the. <laughs> yeah. So the basket has two layers. It's like, mm, what does it look like? It, it's almost like an eight inch round metal with holes, uh-huh. like basket thing. And then it yeah. has a metal disc kind of that when you put it on, it sits on like a little yep. rib or ridge yep. or, um, okay. Chicken nugget, like a, tri- like a frozen chicken nugget. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like a two inch by two inch nugget. I'm going to say, cause you got to have air going around all sides, 12 to 14, which includes both layers. Total? Total. That's not, so that's not very big. No, no. Okay. So it's pretty small. Maybe 16, maybe 16. Okay. Cause mine, I think would hold about 30. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a good way to, I, I'm, I'm How many chicken nuggets? <laughs> How many chicken nuggets? Well, your Tell air fryer holds. chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone agrees. They can all picture it now. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So for me, I can distinctly, distinctly remember my mom, like I said, having one that, she used on the stovetop. And I can remember it making that whistling sound and always freaked mm-hmm. me out. I was, I don't know. I was always afraid. And I, honestly, I was afraid the first time I even used mine that it was going to explode. There's going to be so much pressure. It's going to go bam. But I was especially afraid of it when it was, you know, on the stovetop and wasn't quite as snazzy as they are today. They're the, you know, the quote unquote old fashioned versions, no buttons or anything. But everything she always made in it was so good. And I specifically remember her always putting like just big, big pieces of meat in there and it coming out just so tender and flaky and just flavorful. And so I thought, you know, now that they were, now that they were kind of becoming more popular and I would look up recipes and I would get, kept seeing pressure cooker this, Instapot that, I thought, you know what, I got to get it. So that's kind of what made me pull the trigger for the pressure cooker. And I just, I also loved the idea of having a backup slow cooker because truth be told, I do actually like my slow cooker more. And I'll get into that in a little bit here. Uh, But I liked the combination pressure cooker and slow cooker because I knew our slow cooker wouldn't last a whole lot longer. We actually have had it for about 10 years and I think it'll, it'll last, but like the, the um, insert and insides kind of getting it just needs replaced. Those things are a hundred dollars. So I thought, you know what? Why not get a pressure cooker slash slow cooker? So at least I have two slow cookers if I ever need a second one, which I've actually had to to use two at a time before. So anyway, that worked out really well. The air fryer, honestly, last year for Christmas we asked for a new toaster oven, and I found one on Amazon that. And you're going to ask me that what the brand is, and I can't even tell you. <laughs> um, it's one of the main brands. I, I whatever. If you type in toaster oven air fryer on Amazon. It's probably the first one that pops up, but 
we asked for the one with the air fryer because again, I would type in recipes and all these air fryer recipes would come up. And I just thought, great. Also on the back of, of, you know, for the directions for different frozen items, especially for kids, it'll always give you an air fryer version. So I thought, well, how much better would a chicken nugget or, you know, fish stick taste in an air fryer versus a microwave? Probably a lot better. Um, Again, probably also the same. It would probably taste just as good in an oven or baked, but I think that it is actually a little bit better in the air fryer. Anyway, I thought, why not? So just last year, that's when we made that that purchase and we've used it quite a bit. Okay, so what about pros and cons of each? So pressure cooker, air fryer, what do you think? Okay, biggest cons to, oh, that's so negative. Should I start with pros? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, pros. Oh, I do love that the like main like insert. I don't know what it's called. Like the the silver part, the the reservoir. I I don't. Are you talking about the pressure cooker or the? Yes, air? I'm sorry. The the pressure cooker, which in my case is an instant pot. Anyway, the yeah. put, the place the where the you put the food. Yeah, um, yeah. it's dishwasher insert. safe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, it's dishwasher safe. Yeah. I love the concept of the all-in-one meal. Uh, that is just so my my mo. Love it. I appreciate the saute mode. Um, so mm. it's kind of like that's a con I would say to the slow cooker, like a traditional slow cooker, is you couldn't say brown the meat first and then just transition it to slow cooking. That was yeah. always a huge pet peeve of mine in slow cooking was I had to dirty a pan just to throw everything in the slow cooker. I'm like, well, that's annoying. So yes. I think that's a big pro of having something with a saute mode that can then go into pressure or um, slow cooking, which mine also is a slow cooker. And then I would say that just a pro is that there's more recipes that have now been perfected for the Instant Pot um, or pressure cooking. I, because of that explosion in popularity, people have just worked through worked through all the kinks. And I would say just a piece of, of advice is read through the comments. Like people, if you sit there and take the time, people will tell you exactly what didn't work about the recipe. And I think that's, that's great. Um, okay. Cons to the pressure cooking. Um, one thing I just think is of note is it can it can take quite some time to come to pressure. So that is not often like accounted for. Well you'll see like 20 minute meal. Heck no. Nothing is going to pressure cook in 20 minutes. Uh, well, next to nothing. Very few things if it's yeah. going to come to pressure and then time release and all of that. So and it it takes longer than you may think and the time can vary. So it depends on how big it is and how much is in there. There's a somewhat, another con, somewhat limited number of things that you can make in a pressure cooker getting good results. And like you said, meat is for sure one of them. Mm -hmm. And then this is a weird con, but things may not always be the most attractive. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a food blogger, that's important to me. Um, So I would say just get creative in using like some fresh ingredients or um, garnishes to kind of spruce it up. Do you want to do pros and cons for air, uh, from pressure cooking and then we can do? No, you actually, those were all really, really good. I I, I just want to say, I, I'm not going to add a whole lot more if really anything. I want to say though, I think for me, the, you're right. It does take about 10 to 15 minutes for it to come up to pressure. And I didn't realize that the first time I used it, I was very confused. Like, what's it doing right now? <laughs> I mean, obviously it's coming to pressure. It doesn't just, it doesn't just like zap, you know, high pressure. It, it takes time. 
And sometimes it's a lot of time and you don't realize how much time it's actually going to take. So that was a, a really, really good point. I think for me, I am such a planner. And people are like, well, it's it's dinner in a flash. And generally, it, it's not it's not any more convenient for me to do a, a, a recipe in the pressure cooker than it is to do it in the slow cooker. Because either one of them, you have to get the ingredients and prepare everything to make the meal. So it's, I'm either doing it in the morning and then it's ready when I get back from work or I'm just throwing it in after work. And to me, there's not a, a whole lot of difference. So if people are always like, it's just so convenient. I guess I don't see the convenience of it as compared to a slow cooker. It's just either I'm doing it in the morning and it's ready for me when I get home or I'm doing it at night and it's ready in 15, 20, 30 minutes. So I, yeah. So I do find myself more using the slow cooker. I also will say for me that the, the, the pro for the pressure cooker, I think it does a better job with grain and pasta dishes versus yeah. the slow cooker. I was going to say that. Oh, okay. Job, you agree? Gina, totally. Yes. You can't okay. throw rice or pasta in the slow cooker and be like, see yeah. in eight hours. Like that is not yeah. going to be good dinner. Yes. I mean, there might be some finessed recipes out there. I'm sure I've done it and I've had success, but generally speaking, if I want to make mac and cheese or some pasta dish, bolognese, whatever it is, I will use the pressure cooker, not the slow cooker, or I'll just make it on my own, you know, some other way without either of those. Yeah. And and I do like pressure cooker meats, but generally I prefer the slow cooker for those. Even though I do, I did say my mom made really good meat in the pressure cooker and I'm going to share a recipe. I think still generally the slow cooker is better for me with meats versus the pressure cooker. So, so that's does just your slow cooker have saute mode? It does. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. It does not. It does not. I'm sorry. My pressure cooker does. And I'm so glad that you said that because that is such a good point. I also hate when a slow cooker recipe says, you know, first get out a pan and saute X, Y, Z, and then put it in the slow cooker. I'm thinking, I don't want to mess up a dish. That's annoying. That's the whole point. Um, but the saute mode on the pressure cooker, although now that you mention it, <laughs> okay, I guess it does because my, my pressure cooker and my slow cooker are the same thing. Yeah. I have a separate. So I guess I never even considered to use, rarely do I use my pressure cooker appliance as a slow cooker. I usually just use it for pressure cooker. But now that you mention it, I'm going to start using it as my slow cooker too because of the saute mode. So yes, it does, I guess. My other one does not. My one we got 10 years ago does not. Mind blown. Sorry. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I think <laughs> huge, huge. Well, I mean, tis the season, right? If you're giving it as a gift, look for that feature. Yes. I think Either they one. all have that Pressure now. cooker, I, I, slow cooker. Yeah. Yes. Do you think so? I think that they do. Okay. I, I, yeah. Maybe if it's just a standalone slow cooker, they don't. But the the combined, because I think all Instapots or, or pressure cookers have the saute mode, and now they're making them combined. Slow cooker, pressure cooker. So it only makes sense that, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So what, what about, about air fryer? <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Uh, okay. I think, um, I mean, pro I would say is, is texture probably. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. okay. Cons. So I think. Wait, that's your only pro? <laughs> well. Texture? Yeah. I okay. think so. Because again, I think because I have the toaster oven and perhaps I just don't know what I'm missing when it comes to air. Here's the thing with my air fryer, which okay. is a con, I guess, is if you go with the combo, I'm having to clean the giant like 
pressure cooker thingy, the the silver thingy, the big thingy, um, to use the air fryer. And then I have all these dirty components when I would just as well, I guess, use my convection um, toaster oven. Wait, why do you have to clean the pressure cooker to use the air fryer? Wouldn't it already because be clean? Because the air fryer sits inside the pressure cooker to use oh, so after, the air fryer. After you use the air fryer, the pressure cooker apparatus is dirty. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. Like oh. one, the air fryer one sits inside the other one. I see. Mm-hmm. So it's, you got all the like little crummies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the other con, in my opinion, to air frying, if you're actually cooking, is okay, two things. is One, it's usually a component of the meal. So I would say almost the opposite of something that you, like a pressure-cooked meal or a, a slow-cooked cooker meal where it's kind of an all-in-one. I yeah. think of things that you air fry as being like one component of the meal. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's like fried pickles or chicken nuggets or sweet potato fries or something like something like that. Yeah. There's still something else you have to do. Like dinner, that's not dinner generally. Generally, So I think that's right. a, a con. And then the other con is, um, I guess, if you're using it for convenience foods, like a chicken nugget that you're just heating up, I'm all about it. But if you're having to do, if you're like making a chicken nugget, let's say, and this is me being lazy, I have personally found like an egg wash with like a, a flour dredge followed by like, you know, throwing it on a, a baking sheet or an air... To me, that's a lot of steps and dirty dishes. Yeah. I don't like coating stuff. To me, that's well, yeah. an involved meal. Yes. So that's a that's a con. Oh, so you're saying, okay, but what about already frozen, like, convenience food uh, chicken nuggets? The two-by-two-inch chicken nuggets that we, we were talking yeah, about Yeah, I earlier. mean, my kids probably eat more than 12, so <laughs> I yeah. guess I, I would have to do it in two batches, and at that point, oh. I'm like, eh, I'm using the toaster oven. So I'm yeah, probably not a, a good source of air fryer information. Mm-hmm. You need to get a, better, a bigger one, for sure, because I agree. Generally, I don't want to get out three bowls, one with egg, one with flour, one with panko, or whatever it is. It's just a pain, although sometimes it's worth it. Yeah. In fact, I did okay. that yesterday. Uh, but yeah, for a chicken nugget that my kid may or may not eat, nothing. Uh, so for me, I do really love my air fryer. I will say, like I said before, mine's a little bit bigger than yours. So perhaps that makes a difference. I do love that it produces crispy food in a flash without all the extra fat and oil, which, you know, obviously I'm not opposed to fat and oil. But hey, uh, if we can have the same flavor with not without all the extra fat, I'll, I mean, I'll take it. And generally it tastes pretty darn good. Uh, I think also I love that you can cook almost anything that you would normally cook in the microwave or the convection oven, which is where it would take longer. You can cook it from frozen in the air fryer, and I think it tastes much better. For example, I used to put their chicken nuggets in the microwave. Mm, But in the air fryer, like we just said, they just taste so much better. The flavor is just, I can't even explain. It's crispy, crunchy, instead of soggy, they're, they're good. Uh, I would say the only downside that I can think of is very similar to what you just said, is it's a pain in the butt to clean. I, I ha- So basically what you just said, it's a, it's a square, mine's a rectangle with holes, rack, that you put on this metal sheet, okay? It's essentially like a fryer basket, but more shallow, um, like a deep fryer basket, okay? And so there's little holes and it's like a grate, okay? So if you don't spray the crap out of that thing when you're putting something down on it, it just get, it just sticks to it. So yesterday I made air fryer panko crusted cod 
And I mean, I sprayed it for a good 60 seconds to get that just coated with spray and it didn't stick. So I, I learned you have to use a lot of spray. Otherwise you pull off that cod and it is just, you're, it's, it's, I mean, there is just so much stuff stuck on there. Panko, egg wash, fish. It's gross. And yes, it is dishwasher safe, but obviously you still have to pick all that stuff off before you throw it in the dishwasher. So not not very easy to clean, but but if you spray it long enough, that helps. All right, what about favorite entrees, snacks, apps, or just recipes in general for the pressure cooker? Yeah, we'll start with pressure cooker. Okay. Um, one I made recently, and it was recommended by two different girlfriends. I, of course, <laughs> I was so mad on vacation. I go to a blog, which is kind of weird, but I was like, yeah, I can do it on the beach. My SD card ate like all the pictures. They're just poof gone. Um, oh. So I can't blog about it. But I did link uh, the recipe in the show notes. However, there was two changes. One was adding um, a teaspoon of tandoori masala. And the other one was dried fenugreek. And I was like, I'm just going to skip the fenugreek. Like, I don't want to buy it. It's like, I don't know. I was just being lazy. Uh, yeah. But my so my friend uh, gave me a little bit in a baggie. It was kind of funny. It looks like, you know, not. Any Greek. Um, but <laughs> it's it's a good recipe. I would say authentic Indian and super easy. So that was a great one. Similarly, tikka, uh, tikka, tikka masala. I think it's tikka. Oh, we I don't know. We decided, didn't we decide that you're right? It's We're tikka. Not, or, I, I don't or was know. I right? Gosh, who knows? Mylard, Maylard, tikka, tikka. Oh my gosh. Pepper, kefir. <laughs> Apparently, Indian food is great in the pressure cooker. A very oh, similarish recipe. Um, okay. Yeah, that one was good. I recently, somewhat recently, made a chicken and veggie lo mein, which is a grain, as we talked about, doing well in the pressure cooker. And it's pretty heavy on the veggies, which I really like. So that's a nice all-in-one wild rice soup. And what I like about that recipe that's linked in the show notes is it has, uh, it's made with cashews that you soak and then kind of puree. So it's not a single step uh, pressure cooker recipe. There is a, a little bit of side work. But the cashews is what makes it really creamy and oh, it's so good. And then it uses dried beans. So I think that dried beans, I don't know, you probably won't find a dietitian that isn't like obsessed with beans and wishing that everybody ate more of them, including themselves, especially in dried form. They're just such, it's just such a good source of protein and fiber. And I mean, yeah, beans are awesome. And so I love that that recipe uses dried beans. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's worth mentioning again, this insanely easy taco pasta. It is truly like a dump and go and talk about kid-friendly. Kids, everybody will love that recipe. So that is a really good one as well as spaghetti with meat sauce. Very simple. It's exactly what it sounds like. Again, super kid-friendly. And then in preparation for the show, I tried this weekend, uh, actually for the Ohio State-Michigan game, a slow cooker carnitas with pork shoulder. Oh my gosh, they turned out so good. And I love, you know, pork shoulder is pretty fatty, but it was, oh my gosh, it just turned out so, so good. And that was a great recipe that I used like the saute mode and then switched it over to pressure cook. It actually pressure cooked for a full hour. Oh, wow. Um, Which was a lot. I mean, but that meat fell apart and the liquid in it was freshly squeezed orange juice, freshly squeezed lime juice, and then uh, beer. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. It was so good. And then spices, of course. Um, oh, it was mm. it was awesome. So 
yeah, check out all of those. What about you? Okay. I got to yeah. try all yours. Yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot. Mo- mine are mostly grain, pasta, quinoa type dishes, but here we go. I also have a pressure cooker taco pasta recipe that is insanely easy. I think it's a little bit different than yours. Mine's with mac, uh, elbow macaroni, mm. rotel, black olives, which my kids don't love. So sometimes I don't add it because, well, Cameron likes them, but Paige doesn't. I also love them, but also calls for taco seasoning, but super easy. You do use the saute mode on that because you have to ground the, or brown the beef mm-hmm. first. You could also use Morningstar beef in that. I don't think that would be a, a big deal. Also, I've got a Mexican quinoa dinner, which again is super easy, calls for ground turkey, garlic, onion, quinoa, another another one with a taco seasoning envelope and rotel. Very similar to the other one, actually. Um, very similar uh, flavor profile, but just a different grain. And also this one has black beans and corn, and you can serve it with tortilla chips. Is that one very vegetarian? Tasty. It's not. It has turkey in it, but oh, you okay, you could certainly make it without the turkey. Or I think again, you could probably use. Um, you could even do like an extra firm tofu. Yum! I think that would be fine too. I've never done quinoa in this pressure cooker, but it turns it, out well. It was really, really good. Okay. Yes, I actually have written on here: easy and yum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how, many, how many, what, what is that out of 10? You know, it's funny. I didn't do that on this one, I, which is so odd. Sometimes I don't. But the next one, I have written 10 out of 10 and Ooh. easy exclamation mark. And Cam loved this. This is a, I guess, bow tie Alfredo with peas. Very, very simple. Two cups of diced chicken, which I want to say what I did in this case is I actually... Um, bought chicken breast and boiled it. But you could absolutely use a rotisserie chicken for this, I think, or even canned, which I'm not a huge fan of, but you could do that. Um, uh, uh, Bowtie pasta, dried water, salt, a a jar of Alfredo sauce, and a bag of frozen peas. So easy and quite a hit. And you could add more vegetables to it, manipulate it any other way, uh, but or not even add the chicken. Honestly, I don't even think it needed the chicken. Truthfully, it would have been fine so without it. So you cook the chicken in that one before you add it? Yes. Interesting. Yes, I believe so. Or or you don't. I think you could... This was one of those where you could saute the chicken first and okay. then have that in there or just buy already pre-purchased cooked chicken. Okay, yeah, I, I think, never bought Alfredo sauce jarred. I had never either until I did this. I'm curious. I know you're not a label reader, but any chance you looked at the label or and took no, away I'm any? Sure I didn't. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm just curious. I wonder how like the sodium is. And it's probably pretty high, but I feel like you could also. I mean, it's a 16 ounce jar. This made a ton. This probably made, I want to say, six or seven servings. Um, maybe not that much, but maybe more like four or five servings. Well, I don't know. I think, and you don't, don't even have to use the whole jar of Alfredo sauce if you don't want to, but I didn't look at it. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So those are my three pressure cooker recipes. Uh, moving on to the air fryer. I've got a lot more in this category. I'm not going to lie. What about, we'll start with you. <laughs> I have a lot less in this category. I know. But I was I curious because you had pork chops, yeah. which was something that was recommended to me and having never made pork chops ever in my life, I was oh. like, Okay, people are just raving about this recipe. So then I went and I compared your your pork chop 
recipe that's linked in the show notes to the one that I made. And yours was just a thicker chop, basically. Mm-hmm. And yours, I think, was a cornflake crust where yep. mine was, I think it was just breadcrumbs, but breadcrumbs mixed with a ranch seasoning packet. Apparently, we uh-huh. like sodium on the show today. Um, but that's okay. It was They were very, very good. Uh, those did turn out well. And then the only other one was a basil Parmesan crusted salmon. And I wasn't sure. I was like, ooh, fish, air frying. Like it just feels weird. Totally worked. So it was a very basic um, like mayonnaise, maybe yogurt, lemon. I'm doing this based on memory. So that's probably wrong. But some type of a concoction that you put on top of the salmon and then air fry. And it was really good. Um, Not exactly like a good to look at dish, (laughs) but uh, it was a a little eyesore, but it was really, really good. So tell me all of your air fryer successes. Well, I also had a successful salmon recipe. And this is, I'll, I put it in the in the show notes. I wrote, I wrote it out because I don't actually have a, a recipe linked necessarily, but it's Old Bay seasoning, brown sugar, uh, the obviously salmon. And then I have to mix those two together, spread it on the salmon, lay it skin side down, and then cook for eight minutes at 350. And it was so, so good. Um, huge fan of that. Another air fryer fish recipe that I made yesterday with the egg, panko breadcrumbs, again, Old Bay seasoning, a little bit of lemon, very tasty. Uh, Even Nick actually ate it, which he never eats fish. And he actually said to me yesterday, did you make this fish? It's really good. (laughs) So that's huge. Huge. Hmm. Uh, Here's a random one. My kids like hard-boiled eggs. Okay. Put your air fryer at 250. Put as many eggs as you can fit on that rack. For 15 minutes, air fry them, and then let them cool for 8 to 10 minutes. I did that with a lot of success. Uh, And they were relatively easy to peel afterwards Mm -hmm. rather than having to use water and boil water and all that. Very easy. Also, I know I talked about this on the podcast once, but chicken wings. Chicken Mm -hmm. wings in the air fryer are delicious. I I put a link to a recipe in the show notes, but I have one. uh, I mean, it's just super, super simple. It's just chicken wings, essentially all purpose, un, unbleached flour. This recipe that I, that I actually linked is called for some light beer and kosher salt, and then a couple good wing sauces um, to, to roll it into. That my, my kids really love wings. They're super messy, but delicious. Crispy avocado fries. Again, avocado, panko breadcrumbs, garlic, paprika, all-purpose flour, eggs. Very tasty. I will say I, this was one of those recipes where I, I I ate one and I'm like, oh, this is so good. And we made a little ranch dip too with it. And I think I just, they tasted so good. And then like by my fifth one, I, I thought, oh my God, these are disgusting. Like I cannot eat another bite. <laughs> they were fine, but I just ate too much because they were so good. And then I just got totally disgusted by them. Um, so I haven't made them in a while, but they were definitely tasty. I'll have to bring those back out soon. Air fryer crispy potatoes. My kids are huge potato fans, like baked potatoes or just the small little petite potatoes, you know, cut in half and put in the oven. So I tried these. They were a huge hit. Baby potatoes, olive oil, garlic, Italian seasoning, Cajun seasoning. Man, I'm using a lot of Cajun seasoning these days. Uh, And put them in the air fryer. They're like little, basically like French fries, just a little different shape, obviously. So those were a huge hit. 
coconut shrimp. I put mm. this re- recipe in the show notes too. Cameron was a huge fan of this. All of a sudden, Paige doesn't like shrimp, so she didn't eat this. But <laughs> unsweetened flaked coconut, panko breadcrumbs, salt, flour, eggs. These were so, so good. And there's also a, a dip that is in the recipe as well, which I don't think we made the dip. It's a honey lime juice. Or maybe we did. Maybe we did. But maybe Cameron didn't eat that. But we haven't made this in a while. But I remember Cameron loving this. And I actually wrote a note about that too. Cauliflower tots. These were, I will say, I liked these more than the kids. But they did actually eat them. Um, and I was happy to see that. But I thought they were really tasty. Cauliflower, egg, shredded cheddar cheese, Parmesan, everything literally. And all these recipes have panko breadcrumbs. Um, so panko breadcrumbs, chives. Really, really good. And then lastly, my air fryer pork chop recipe, which I will tell you, I'm not a huge pork chop fan. I think when I made these, you, you said that mine was thicker. I almost think one inch thick is too thick. Okay. I prefer a thinner pork chop because it's just, you have to cook it. All, so it's like chicken where it almost, it's really easy to overdo it and to cook it too long and it gets chewy and tough. I prefer a thinner pork chops. I think if I made this again, I would get not a one inch, but a half inch. Okay. But they were, they were tasty. So flour, eggs, Dijon mustard, uh, let's see, cornflakes, like you said, instead of panko, garlic, onion, and paprika. And I will tell you, I still don't add onion to any recipe that calls for onion. I'll always omit it. (laughs) I was wondering when you said that earlier. (laughs) I mean, most recipes call for onion. I never add it. So I really don't think it's missed. All right, moving I'm on. Hungry. Mom wins. I know, seriously. The kids are upstairs eating right now because they just got back from gymnastics and I kind of scarfed down a dinner quickly, but I'm, I'm realizing that maybe I'm still a little bit hungry after all this talk. <laughs> okay, so mom wins and favorite new products or recipes? Mine's a product. It is yeah. frozen kind bars. Have I already talked about these on the show? We've talked about these a long time ago, but go ahead and talk about them again. Okay. Well, maybe I forgot about them for a while or my store stopped. Like I just couldn't find them, but I am re in love with them. The Mm. specifically the dark chocolate almond sea salt. Oh my gosh. Ingredients. Okay. There's almonds, water, sugar, chicory root fiber, chocolate pressed with alcohol, coconut oil, tapioca syrup, cocoa, uh, butter, gecko butter, uh, peanut oil, palm oil, peanuts, salt, soy lecithin, sea salt, um, gum, acacia, natural flavors, tarragum, and guar gum. 180 calories, only 65, which to me, they taste salty, which is interesting, but only 65 milligrams of sodium, 16 grams of carbs, seven grams of added sugar, seven grams of fiber, and three grams of protein. I absolutely love the fiber. I know you're not. Chicory root tears you up, right? Oh my gosh. Like if I had half of that bar, I'd be farting all day. Oh my gosh. I'll oh, take all your horrible. tooths. I will, or I'll take all your kind bars and you keep the. <laughs> I actually have a whole box of kind bars in our pantry right now that no one's eating, but I can't. I take a, I'm not even kidding. I'll take a bite of a kind bar a day. <laughs> you are. They're just so good. So I, you know, I can handle a bite maybe too, but they're just, mm, I'll just nibble on it. These are so good. It's, I have had them. They're, they're satisfying. Like they're not huge, but they're satisfying. Like they're rich. It's, it's okay. just, oh, I love them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we taste these on our novelty taste test? Oh, maybe that's where I fell in love. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're. They, I agree with you. They are delicious. And I don't think many people know about them because they're in the frozen section. And 
I don't know. You, you don't think to look for kind bars in the frozen section. When my, sh- when my shopper, like when I, you and I both, we love our grocery delivery. I'm like yeah. the frozen ones, only the frozen ones. Don't go bringing me any kind bars. I've got plenty of kind bars. I want the frozen ones. <laughs> They're like, yes, ma'am. I'm like, you gotta be specific. Oh my gosh. I, I won't even get into the story I had about my personal shopper that I had the other day who was Anyway, I won't even get into it. But yes, I'm I'm like that too. Someone picked out a, you know, I like the Think Bars, T-H-I-N-K. Mm-hmm. But there's another kind of Think Bar that has chicory root. So there's two different types. One is like 150 calorie, low calorie one with chicory root. The other one is about 300 calories with no chicory root, which I love. And they're like, we're out of your, you know, the, the peanut butter Think Bars. Would you like this instead? I'm like, no, <laughs> do not give me that bar. <laughs> uh, please. For the sake Will of fart everyone. on you. <laughs> oh man! All right, so I've got a recipe here, and I'm I, I put this in here, and now I can't think of of what this perfect baked cod recipe is. From oh, yeah, you put it on Instagram. What? I why can't I? Oh, I just hovered my my mouse over the link. This is it. Yes. Okay. So yes, I, I I couldn't even remember this. I was I, I'm so ingrained in, in the air fryer right now. So it's just cod fillets, and then cherry tomatoes, olive oil, some garlic, salt. Put it in the oven. The recipe is in our show notes. It was so good and so easy, so full of flavor. I love. Nick does not like hot tomatoes. I love them, and it was just a perfect combination. I would never really would, I, I don't often think of cod and tomatoes or really any fish and tomatoes. I know it's a good combination, but I don't, my mind doesn't really go there often. But this recipe was mm, so good. Speaking of good recipes, uh, Nick bought four turkey breasts this year. He was adamant for Thanksgiving to not make any dark meat. He just wanted, he didn't want to do a whole bird. He just wanted to do breasts. Whereas I like the dark meat. I only, I honestly do not like white meat turkey. In fact, I don't even like turkey. I've decided I'm, I'm anti-turkey. I don't like it. So he bought all these turkey breasts and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what can we do with these turkey breasts to make them actually have some flavor? So my boss sent me this recipe from Ina Garden. It is roasted turkey roulade. And it's basically you butterfly the turkey breast and then you get a combination of some spices, some onion and prosciutto. And you, you know, you kind of pat it down into the turkey and then you roll it up and then you tie it up and then you slice it when it's done cooking. And it was just so, so good. Uh, It just added that perfect amount of fat and flavor to the white meat turkey breast. It was just such a hit. I will tell you, really good day one, not good as leftovers though. Oh, interesting. I know. My mom didn't agree. She's like, no, this is delicious. It's a leftover. I'll take it. I'm like, that's fine. You can have it. I just, I just don't think I like turkey. Do you like turkey? Yeah, I do. I I mean, mean, I I will stuff my face full of stuffing before turkey, but I do. I like it with cranberry sauce. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like, it has to be just doused in in gravy for me to really enjoy it. So I'm realizing that that actually means I don't really like it that much. (laughs) That's yeah, probably pretty not. much what that means. So yeah, good, good <laughs> recipe. <laughs> All right. So coming up on December 12th, we will be dishing about weight stigma and the dietetics field. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. 
Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.